Today I want us to talk some more about the tragic, horrible execution of the young brother Amir Locke in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We've got some more information that helps us understand exactly what happened, why it happened, how it happened, how it could have been avoided. And I want to unpack and explain why many of us still believe this is a moment to ban no-knock warrants. There's some disagreement there from different activists and organizers who say, hey, it wouldn't even matter if we banned them. They would kill us some other kind of way. Let me address that, all right? Let's unpack and explain it. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Every year at the beginning of the year, I have this moment, this painful moment where I realize that in this new year, there will be new names that become household names for us, that become Trayvon Martin, that become Mike Brown, that become Sandra Bland. And it's clear to me that Amir Locke is now one of those names, and that's as a, as a father of five children, that's one of those things you never want to happen to you or your family. And it breaks my heart for the family of Amir Locke because they raised a wonderful son. And I'm about to venture into what we call respectability politics because the truth is it wouldn't matter if, if Amir was a horrible person and had a horrible history if police came in there and shot him the way they did. But the fact of the matter is, Amir was a wonderful young man who had never been in trouble, had never broken the law, didn't have a criminal record, was a legal gun owner, a trained gun owner, had a concealed carry permit. And his family has come out to say, one, not only was he a deep sleeper, and you know, like, it, it, it's frustrating that we're even having to talk about the, the nature of his sleep. Because police barged into the apartment when he was in a deep sleep, wrapped up in covers. And who among us would understand what was happening in that moment? And in less than 10 seconds, they shot and killed him, shot him in the, repeatedly in his chest while he was still pretty much completely under the covers. And his family has come out just to say, hey, our family is full of law enforcement members and you know, like our son did everything right. And here we still are. And on a lot of levels, that is part of what's incredibly infuriating and, and in some ways terrifying because you can, you know, protect your, your black son for 22 years and this still be a consequence. This still be something that robs you of him. And what we now know are, are two really important pieces of information. First, if you're not familiar with Minneapolis and St. Paul, they call them the twin cities, but they are adjacent to each other, but they're two separate cities with Two separate mayors, two separate budgets, two separate police departments, etc. 
Well, there was a crime that the St. Paul police was investigating. Amir had nothing to do with that crime. He was not on any documentation, not on any search warrants, was not a suspect, was not a participant. And the St. Paul police have now openly said, because I think they all understand there's going to be massive liability and maybe even criminal liability here. The St. Paul police said, we never asked for a no-knock warrant and did not want a no-knock warrant, but that the Minneapolis Police Department, which is one of the most lethal police departments in America, the Minneapolis Police Department insisted on using a no-knock warrant. And I talked about this in our last episode about Amir. White police officers love the thrill of these no-knock warrants. They would never use them in their own neighborhoods, They would never use them on their own neighbors, on their own family or friends. They used them almost exclusively in black and brown and poor neighborhoods where they are reasonably confident that nobody they love or care about will have to suffer as a result. They're dangerous. They're deadly. They're messy. And that's exactly what we see here. And Amir Locke never stood a chance. Like, you know, many people commented like, They were probably going to shoot him out under those covers, like no matter what. They came in there, guns blazing, shot within 10 seconds. And that's what happens in these no-knock raids. So the first thing we understand is that the St. Paul police, this was actually a crime that they said they were investigating. They did not want a no-knock warrant, but the Minneapolis Police Department insisted on it. So there's that. And the second thing we've now come to understand is that several of the officers who were involved in this no-knock raid have been cited for gross misconduct, should have been fired for that gross misconduct before this moment, including firing uh, live shots and, and bullets and rubber bullets at protesters and, and just everyday people in the wake of the George Floyd protests. There is a crazy video of several of these police officers who were involved in the raid of the home of Amir Locke. There's a video of several of them riding around several days after George Floyd is killed, riding around in a van and just firing shots at random people and vehicles all over Minneapolis. People who were not breaking the law, who were not committing crimes, just firing shots at them. And a, a man who thought they were a white supremacist And let's be real, they actually were white supremacists and white supremacy is widespread in American police departments. But because the governor of Minnesota and the attorney general of Minnesota and others said that there were white supremacists riding around causing trouble, a black man saw this and thought, oh, my God, white supremacists are shooting at me and uh, and then pulled out his gun to defend himself only for police to then swarm him and beat him after they literally shot at him for no good reason. He was acquitted of all charges, the black man they shot at, and is now suing the Minneapolis Police Department for tens of millions of dollars. Like, this is America. And so those police officers should have been fired on the spot for what they did there, but they weren't. And in the wake of this, a lot of people are saying like, damn, we just need to ban no-knock raids. 
I agree with this. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts there. For me, yes, we need to ban no-knock raids. But I see some people who understandably say, listen, even if we ban no-knock raids, they would find other ways to kill us. I'm not disputing that if you ban no-knock raids, that it won't solve all the problem of bad policing. Of course not. But it's what I've said for years, that bad policing, violent policing, or just, we can frame it this way, policing in America is bad for 50 different reasons. Well, if you solve reason number 48 or reason number 33, all the other 48 problems don't go away. You just, you just like chip away at the problem. And so if you ban no-knock raids, here's the thing. If there are no no-knock raids, Breonna Taylor is still alive. If there are no no-knock raids, Amir Locke is still alive. If they literally just knocked on the door and knocked and knocked until Amir Locke came to the door and said, yes, Amir Locke would be alive because he broke no law, committed no crime, was not on the warrant. Like if you ban no-knock raids, does it mean police are going to behave? Of, of course it doesn't. But th- there are a number of cases where I am convinced if there was a complete ban on no-knock raids, and that's what we have to have, that you would save those lives. Would police continue to find other ways to be violent and brutal? Yes. But we have to box them in in as many ways as we can. And if this solves one percent of police murders when you frame it that way to say one percent well if one percent of police murders is literally 10 people whose lives are saved in any given year that matters ask the family of amir Locke. ask the family of brianna taylor if saving their life if having banned no-knock raids in advance could have saved their life that would have mattered to them it would have is that the biggest thing we need to fight for no is it essential absolutely i think we need to continue fighting for it it matters and it's just one way to address the problem listen this is one of those cases that's going to be around for a minute um i'm I'm proud and encouraged by the activists and organizers in minneapolis who are giving this they're all who are protesting and demonstrating making sure the local officials feel the heat, including the mayor, including the police chief, and, and everybody on down. Thank God Attorney General Keith Ellison is there to begin an investigation, and uh, we're counting on Keith's ability to do right in this case. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, and oh, listen, just one last thing. If you are not yet a member of the North Star, if you are not financially supporting this podcast, if you're not financially supporting all of the writing and all of the work we do, please, 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 you can chip in for as little as $8. You can go right now to the northstar.com and become a founding member, become a monthly member, an annual member, whatever you can do. We really, really need your support. I couldn't come on here and speak truth to power without it. So thank all of you who are members. But if you're not yet a member, please just stop what you're doing. Go to the northstar.com and become a member today. You can cancel at any time. 
It's simple. It's easy. But we can't do this without your support. Take care, everybody. It's the pathway to freedom that's leading to the North Stars. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mm -hmm.